Welcome back to the Deacon of Real Estate podcast, starring Alex Deacon, the Deacon of Real Estate himself. Alex, what's going on? Hey, Adam. Hey. We're going to talk, talk about some uh, some good stuff today. We're talking about water damage. We're going to talk about some Preventive. stuff. We're talking about some good stuff. Yeah. All kinds of stuff. Some stuff. This stuff, Let's that stuff. Sp- Want to get specific? All the stuff. Let's talk about some stuff. Let's get real specific stuff. <laughs> We're going to talk about... Um, how to prevent water damage, and this has to do mostly with plumbing. Okay. You'll find that plumbing, you don't have to say it that way, but plumbing Makes it seems to be the most expensive part of being a landlord, other than not properly uh, managing your property, meaning letting tenants get away with this and that and not paying rent, but plumbing, as far as repairs and maintenance, by far, number one, as far as I'm concerned. Because it can cause so many other problems. You know, like a leaky pipe can cause $20,000 in interior damage, right? Mm-hmm. So, we're going to talk about how to prevent some of these little nightmares, little $5 fixes that can cost thousands of dollars of damage. Wow. Okay. I'm sure a lot of it's just being proactive and staying ahead of the Yeah, and you, just did, you did something on um, our site... Did you just do a blog yeah, or we something did, we, similar to we that? We did a couple different things about um, things to do, projects to take care of uh, during the wintertime, and this kind of ties in, and I'm sure... I, actually, I know a lot of the plumbing uh, was, was on there. And it's, it is wintertime, so it's, hey, it's, winter it's cold today. It is frigid today. Freezing. So, all right, so let's, what are some good ways to prevent some, some plumbing catastrophes? Okay. Well, the biggest, the biggest problem we have is when you're buying the amount of properties, the volume that we buy. And on top of that, we manage, you know, Mace Property Management, we manage 650 units or so. So anything that's vacant this time of year, the mm-hmm. tenant moved out, or it's being rehabbed, so of course it's, it's sitting there vacant, and when the contractor's not there, it's just a ticking time bomb. You have to be very cognizant of making sure the water is shut off and the heat is running. Mm-hmm. Okay, so a lot of our landlords, they'll want to get cheap on the cheap end and say hey you know what uh the place is rent ready okay good but let's just turn the furnace off we don't need the furnace on and that's okay i mean that's not a bad idea but you have to make sure that the water is shut off completely and everything is opened all the faucets are open the hot water tank is drained okay okay and you put like an antifreeze type of um uh, liquid in all the drains okay so like a p trap is is shaped like a a u or a p okay so there's water that sits in those p traps and the reason that they're created like that is to keep the sewer gas from coming up through your drain just keeps the smell down okay but the downside of that is if that freezes in there that little section it's like a for a while yeah it will it will um basically explode your uh, P-traps everywhere. Oh, okay. So you have to pour uh, antifreeze down the line. So what I always suggest is leave the heat on because shutting the heat off causes issues with plaster and, you know, it's just it gets really frigid and cold in there. It's probably not a good thing for a house to have it sit with the heat off. So you leave the heat on maybe at 50 degrees. But the misconception is, well, then I don't have to turn the water off because the heat's on. Wrongo! Why is that wrong, Uh I mean, you'll still go through times where the water could freeze, get cold pipes, right? I mean, it's... Yeah, what happens... It's the house sitting there vacant, right? Right. What happens if tomorrow night, 
the furnace decides, I don't want to work anymore. Right. Your water's on, so everything's pressurized. Oh. So boom, that, that's really, really bad. So yeah, keep the heat on low and still shut the water off and still winterize, okay? Drain that hot water tank, because if you don't, if you don't drain the hot water tank and shut it off, you know, so if it's electric, you have to shut the breaker off. If it's a gas hot water tank, you have to shut the gas valve off. This way it's not heating water, because if you heat water, it's eventually going to evaporate, and then now you're just heating nothing, and it's going to destroy the tank. So you have to drain the tank and shut the hot water tank off, because if you don't drain the tank, just consider that like if you put ice in an ice cube tray, and gotcha. then after it freezes it, it expands, yep. that hot water tank will literally just crack. Okay. That, and that's a mess. That's so, a mess when that happens. Always winterize the property when it's not being used. If you have a contractor there, then let him know that he, need, he or she needs to shut the water off every day. Shut it off. And if you're going to be, let's say it's going to be vacant for a week or so, then you might want to shut it off, open up all the valves, and drain the lines. Super, super important, and I, I can't emphasize that enough. We had, and here's the other, here's another one that really throws the monkey wrench in it. Okay, so let's say you have a property that has hot water heat. Do you know what hot water heat is? I do not. Hot water heat is just, you have a, instead of a, a furnace that blows hot air through the vents, mm -hmm. you have a boiler downstairs that boils the water, Okay. and then the pump pumps that hot water through those big oh, radiators, yeah, gotcha. right? Okay. Sometimes they're those big old cumbersome radiators, mm -hmm. sometimes they're small ones, they look like electric baseboard heaters. Oh, okay. But, okay. remember, those things are energized with water. Okay, Get so, okay. you can't... The problem with one of those properties is you can't, in most cases, you can't shut the water off. Because if you shut the water off and leave the furnace on, your your furnace requires water supply to it because it has to cycle that water. So you can't shut the water off. So if your furnace stops working, now you have your whole heating Whoa, system energized man. with water and you have your whole plumbing system energized with water it's about to freeze and it's i mean oh. the impact could be immense because you're replacing an entire heating system and an entire plumbing system so in those cases man you either have to shut down everything and that's have a, a an hvac person and a plumber go in there and shut it down properly get all that water out and just leave it sit there ice cold and you're going to show the house when it's cold and what have you and, and this isn't just for i mean obviously this absolutely applies to the, the the pittsburgh area but this is applicable to most of you know the united states i mean even even in the warmest areas i mean you still get your cold nights in the winter time that you you, you if you're in not, not florida obviously, yeah you're not gonna it's not everywhere but i'll tell you this adam you should still make it a habit even at your own private residence when you go on vacation or something like that, even if it's in Florida, that you shut the water off. Okay. Because you never know when a water pipe is going to burst. Like, for for example, we had, I remember one time when we first got married, we were just, we were sitting, sitting in bed sleeping at three in the morning, and all of a sudden we heard this burst, and then water was just, it was just, and then, and it was water, and we're like, what the hell is that? We went downstairs, and literally the bottom of the hot water tank just blew out. 
So imagine if that happened and you weren't home. Right, right. And you're going on vacation. So it's really a good habit to, <clears throat> and even on your hot water tanks, I think when you turn the knob one way or another, it'll say vacation. Oh, okay. Or you, or you can adjust the heat on it. So you turn that to vacation on your hot water tank and you shut the water off when you leave. Right. So even if the house is uh, sitting vacant for a short time because you're going to be renting it, shut the water down. Have, make the, sure the contractor knows when he leaves every day, shut it, shut it off. But it's much more prevalent in the cold. In the yeah, cold absolutely. Water. But to get back to the, the boilers, and mm -hmm. so you either need to leave the boiler off completely mm -hmm. or you just have to go over there and check it. It's a lot, you know? Okay. Like, we haven't had really cold weather this December. It's December 10th right now. What is today? Today's the 8th. Today's the 8th. We haven't had really cold weather. No, we've been forced. So it's going to get, supposed to get cold this weekend. Yes, let's, sir. So let's say it's 20 degrees. Yes, sir. And after about two days of 20 degrees, by that time, it, that's enough coldness to penetrate the inside of the house also and to freeze everything. So you'd literally have to go over there like, every couple of days and that could be cumbersome I mean how, who has the time to do that right and only a certain amount of hours in the week yes how many so of them do you true. really want to be going over checking on a boiler so true so what I guess to just summarize is learn how to, if you're going to winterize yourself learn how to do it it's not that difficult but it needs to be done right okay. and you could shoot you could probably learn a lot of that on just YouTube or hire a plumber who could do it for you if it's a hot water heat, I would suggest that being handled by an HVAC person who knows what they're doing. So they can drain that system completely, get all the water out. And so you eliminate a chance of there being thousands of dollars worth of damage. Just a quick little gem there, a nugget that yeah. hopefully it's going to help save somebody some money down the line because we've had our, we've had our uh, frozen pipe issues and uh, they're not fun. No, yeah. no, absolutely not. I've, I've, I've actually, that's one of the few things I can, I can relate to. I've had them before and they are not pleasant. <laughs> I, you know, just one more quick tip is a lot of times you'll have, if you've dealt with it before. Yes. So we see it a lot in an, like an exterior wall. It mm -hmm. might get really cold. This might only happen maybe a couple times uh, a year, right, on a particular property. Right. So the water line might might run into a crawl space and it's not heated, or that water line like water line might run up an outside wall and it's not insulated. Then you'll get a frozen pipe issue there, and if it, you let that go too long, it could be disastrous. So what you want to tell your tenant if that does happen, or if you know that house is prone to it happening, you might let them know that hey, on a really cold day, you might want to leave that kitchen faucet run just a little bit. Just a little bit. The drizzle method. Yeah, just to keep the water flowing. Because otherwise, they're going to have a faucet that's not working, and then you're going to have to get a plumber over there to heat up that pipe and, and thaw it out, and so on and so forth. So that that's a really common problem. It's like you were reading my mind, because that was going to be the next thing. I was going to say, all right, before we wrap up, is this is this a fact or myth? You know, just would that help out with the plumbing? Because that's an old, you know, we always have the old wives' tales of this chicken broth and this will cure a common cold every time, you know. Mm -hmm. And you always hear, and it does make sense, you know, letting your the water, you know, drizzle out a little bit, just, you know, but never really, heard, you know, had it confirmed. So good it works. But here, okay, so here's the devil's advocate speaking. That's why I wanted to ask it. Thank okay. you, sir. Because we get landlords that, that will let us know about an issue with. A, tip, a typical 
issue that they have with the kitchen sink on certain cold days. And I'll be, my question to them is, are, are you going to fix that? And, we'll, and their answer to me is, no, just let the tenant know. That's like letting your teenager know. Yeah, that's to make that sure <laughs> that they shut and lock their window in their bedroom, or that they, you know, don't lose that twenty dollars I gave you, teenager. Right, you, right. You can't rely on the tenant to to know how to do that, or to do it. You know, they'll say, "Well, tell the tenant just to open up the doors under the kitchen sink and put a little space heater there when it gets really cold." What if they forget? Right. And whose fault is that? It's not the tenant's fault. So and, you're, time, and you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna go back on the tenant. It's never gonna hold up in court if you have to go to a magistrate or something like that for thousands of dollars worth of damage. It's not gonna work. So if you're a landlord, it's different when you're a homeowner because you're at home and you know you'll take care of that. I'm not gonna fix that. I'm just gonna put a heater there. I know that takes care of it. Right. If you're a landlord, that puts extra pressure on you to make sure that those plumbing issues aren't there ever. Right. And because from the tenant side, it's usually either one of two things. It's either lack of knowledge you, you don't know what you're supposed to do in the winter time to prevent these things or you just simply don't care and that's why you're running in the first place you know what i mean it's either mm -hmm. one or the other mm -hmm. um and there's nothing wrong with the ignorance side of it because not everybody is is well versed with you know housing and things like that of that nature but you have to protect your like you said like they're the teenager you have to protect yourself against we manage house. 650 units it's like <laughs> just imagine having if you have kids if you had 650 teenagers the boarding school <laughs> I mean, I meant to simplify it, but that's that's kind of the way it is. So, uh, just keep that in mind. So, what else? Any any final thoughts on this, Alex? As far as you know, helping people save money, just especially in the winter time, because it's those little things that we don't think about, or that you know we tend to forget because we overlook the we overlook what we the easy things that are the routine things that that we always do on an everyday basis. Sometimes we overlook them when a big problem, you know. So this is one we definitely don't want to overlook ever because it could lead to thousands and thousands of dollars of, of problems. But I, we could probably close out by saying, don't shortcut on plumbing. Okay. You know, don't use uh, ten dollar uh, sink faucets. Don't shortcut on plumbing. Just just don't do it. It gets messy quick. Yeah, it can be. It gets messy quick. Alex, I thank you, sir. You're welcome. I thank you very much, sir. Guys, I, ladies and uh, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you you got something from this. I hope you know now. Take care of that. Take care of your your properties in the winter time. Uh, make sure that if they're vacant, make sure you're you're winterizing. You are uh, turning the water off uh, if can be. You just want to make sure you're not getting frozen pipes. Water exploding everywhere is not a, a sight and a mess I think you want to deal with. So uh, for Alex, for myself, and for everyone else here at Deacon Hoover Real Estate Advisors, thank you so much for listening in. Make sure you check us out on Spreaker, on iTunes, on Google Music Podcasts. Check us out on dhrea.com forward slash learn, and we will see you next time.